Welcome to Skid Mark Show, America's favorite show about cars, rock stars, and the stars that drive cars. And sometimes about rock stars and stars in cars. Starring your host, Jeff Allen, from CNBC's The Car Chasers and the World Air Guitar Championships. And Ethan D., a professional groupie and soloist in his seventh grade choir recital. Join us in our misadventures as we go streaking across America. Powered by Bill. Hey, it's Jeff Dom. And it's Walter, and you're listening to Skid Marks Show. No one cares. This is Alex Roy, who uh, broke the Cannonball record back in uh, 2006, and this is the Skid Marks Show. Hey, this is Satchel from Steel Panther, and you're listening to Skid Marks Show. Ow! Skid Marks Show. Boom, baby, yeah. boom! This, this is, is the prequel yes. to SEMA. Ready for SEMA, and it's going to be epic because we're completely changing the entire Pennzoil pioneering performance experience. We've just basically taken it over. Yeah, that whole stage thing, we own it. We it's own ours. It. It's ours. Yeah, and we're going to add something special to it because it's a stage, and stages are where what belong? Well, I mean, a lot of things belong well, yeah, besides us. But the cool part about it is because we're about cars and, and rock, rock stars, stars we're mm. about to integrate them both together. Because that's the one thing SEMA On was one missing. stage, you baby. Know, SEMA had the cars. We're bringing the rock stars that's right so skidmark show proudly presents our first guest today yeah lee rocker from, from the stray cats and we're gonna rock this town baby right inside here. out rocket rocket we're out. gonna rock this town rock it inside oh look at that baby here we go hello jeff yes yeah it's lee rocker calling all right straight cat lee rocker that's it Uh, you got it how cool is that mr rocker how are you i'm doing great hey lee rocker you're on skidmark show i'm jeff allen this is ethan d welcome Thank you. So how, uh, we saw you at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut not too long ago, and I think that kind of became the impetus to trying to get in touch with you and get you on our show because it was just a great rockabilly show, just real relaxed, real super entertaining, and so much fun. We're like, we, we got to get that guy on. That was really the inspiration when, yeah. it was when we walked out of there. Um, I got to tell you, your stories and just the energy and the enthusiasm of the band and everything just really captivated us, and we thought, you know what? This is going to be a perfect fit for Excellent. SEMA 2016. 17. Excellent. Looking forward to it. I, that was a blast out in uh, uh, Connecticut at that Mohican sauna. I hadn't been there before, but they got a great venue, I got to say. So when you were uh, forming with the Stray Cats, did you always play the stand-up bass? Did you ever play just a standard uh, electrical to begin with and move to stand-up for style points for rockabilly, or were you always a stand-up guy? Well, you know, I I played uh, electric bass a little bit. I As a kid, I played cello, like like seven years old to 12 or so. And uh, at a certain point, you know, carrying that cello around New York, was not the coolest thing to be doing, um, but especially in the snow. But uh, played electric bass, you know, as a teenager in garage bands a little bit. And then uh, sometime around, I don't know, 16 or so, 15, I heard rockabilly music, you know, the original rock and roll, uh, really for the first time, or at least the first time that it registered with me. And it just, it just grabbed me. And it all has upright bass. It's got that slap bass on it. And it just grabbed me, that kind of sound and that, that propulsion and energy. And uh, it's been upright bass since then. You know, I haven't looked back. It's funny you mentioned cello because, like, in the fifth grade, you know, I played the cello. Oh, did you? Yeah, in my career, it took a total different turn. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, after the fifth grade, it's I never... It's a good place to start, right? Yeah. Well, I love how it went from cello, and it was kind of awkward carrying it around New York, to the upright bass, which is, like, twice as big well, as the cello. Well, now it's the most awkward. I've been hauling, you know, six-foot-tall basses around the planet for the last 35-some-odd years, you know? 
Now, do you wear the creeper shoes because the bases are so tall and they give you a little bit of lift? I mean, the style is obviously awesome. They're creepers. They're beautiful. But did that always did that help you get up a little bit on the base? Well, yeah, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, but you know, I, I always like the style. You know, rock and roll creepers, those shoes with those crepe soles, and they definitely they definitely add a couple of inches. You know. Um, and uh, sure, it helps a little bit, you know, but it's really about, with that, it's just about the look, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you going to have any, we had Slim Jim Phantom on the show before. Are you having any oh, plans? Right. Are you going to have any plans to get you and uh, Jim and Brian back together, do a reunion tour? It's the perfect time. Everybody's going on reunion tours like Kiss on their 20th reunion or something. Stray Cats. Oh, yeah. You, you know, w- what I will say is uh, the Stray Cats have been, we started it in my dad's garage in, in 1979 in New York. And uh, and now in these years, about every every once in a while, uh, we do put the Stray Cats back together and uh, do a tour. The last one was with ZZ Top about eight years ago. So we are due and and we are talking about it. So fingers crossed that 2018 very well might have some uh, Stray Cats concerts. Well, and we might help to promote this too, because being at SEMA on the Shell live stage, right out there out front of everybody, we're going to have Lee Rocker there for two days, not one, but two two. days. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're having him. It's a a back-to-back. It's a double shot, baby. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, you think about it with the crowd and everything and, and his music ties right in with automobiles and everything that we're about. So yes. it's, it's just a perfect fit. And that was why we were like, you know what? We just can't have one day. Let's do two. That's great. So Lee, All right. uh, are you a big car fan too? Slim Jim was. Uh, are you? Do you have a collection back there somewhere or a favorite car from your youth? Well, I've had a couple of fun fun cars. And sure, I love cars. You know, uh, um, I'll tell you, you know, I had a 1959 Ford Skyliner for a while. And that was uh, that was super cool. That was uh, uh, red and colonial white with uh, true uh, chrome spoke wheels and a continental kit and uh, chrome skirts. And that was a great car, except if you know the Skyliner, um, it's got the hydraulic convertible roof. Yes. That thing would always break. That, would, that thing would go completely upright, you know, about six, seven feet into the air and break. <laughs> so that one. Uh, and so a lot of people saw me on the side of the road for a couple of years. And, uh, but I did love that one, and I've had a uh, 1970 Chevelle Supersport that oh, nice. is a blast. A little yeah. American muscle and, there. Yeah, and then and then recently uh, uh, a 206 uh, Maserati Grand Sport, which was the last year they did that model. Oh, nice. I wow. like the way you just transitioned there. That was <laughs> – you know, it's so funny when we so – diff- You know what? It's a different kind of hot rod. It is. It's an Italian yeah. hot rod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's got a really wonderful smell of the – leather interior yeah. you know you just can't you just can't replace that no matter what I, and it's and it's all it's a little bit it's just a little bit more reliable than the than the skyliner so when, when it, you, it usually starts <laughs> and the top is usually in where in place where it's supposed to be right right exactly so when lee rocker's on stage uh, obviously you did a couple of skate uh, stray cats tunes while we were there at mohegan sun what are some of your favorite songs you play because a lot of rockabilly is you know you pull out some old elvis tracks or even elvis covered other old old rockabilly songs. What are some of your favorites to play these days, Stray Cats or not? Well, you know, what I'm doing with my concerts now, it's really, it's sort of uh, cherry-picking stuff from from throughout my career, so I'm definitely uh, doing some Stray Cats things, you know, uh, Rock This Town and Stray Cats Strut, and since you guys are car guys, Built for Speed, which was the title track of our first U.S. record. Um, and, uh, and then doing things from throughout my career, I've been, you know, every song that I play has a, has a meaning to me and a, and a personal 
real personal connection. I don't play, pick a song to, you know, sing and perform that doesn't, I don't have a, a connection with. So I, I toured and worked a lot with Carl Perkins, and uh, Carl broke blue suede shoes and was, you know, one of the original architects of rock and roll. Uh, and uh, so I, I always do a Carl Perkins song and think about him. And, uh, you know, you're mentioning Elvis. Uh, I also uh, worked a lot with Scotty Moore, who was Presley's original guitar player from pre-Vegas, from Memphis, Tennessee, in the, the Rockabilly Cat years. Uh, so do a couple of songs from uh, from early Elvis. And, uh, you know, just a, a whole slew of stuff. Uh, my band Phantom Rocker and Slick with me and Slim Jim and Earl Slick, who was Bowie's guitar player, pick out a song or two. So it, it, it's fun. I get to sort of look back and, and, uh, and look forward as well and, and do some new things. Now, when we were out there in Mohegan, I got to tell you, that guy on piano was killing it. Yeah. I mean, that guy. Yeah. Super talented. Joey Eights on piano. He's a monster. And, uh, I, and that's kind of a new addition for me. Uh, Four-piece band. I, I did a lot of trios over the years. But, you know, guitar, bass, drums, of course, but added a, added a great piano player who also does harmonica and some guitars and is just a, a monster of a, of a musician. Well, I tell you, one of the things that we're looking forward to, just as much as we are the music, is your stories when we get to SEMA. Because sitting there listening to you working with uh, Keith Richards and your story about the <laughs> leopard jacket, it was just oh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll ever forget that story every time I think <laughs> of a leopard jacket. <laughs> well... You know, apparently uh, I had Keith uh, come down to a to a recording studio one night, and he showed up, you know, standing in the dark at Electric Ladyland in New York with a with a Telecaster guitar with no case, and uh, and uh, we're looking out the peephole, and we go, shit, there's Keith Richards, and he brought a guitar and no case, and an, an alligator medicine bag full of uh, stuff, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we did, and that was the Phantom Rocker and Slick he played on on that album, which uh, was like I said, me, Jim, and Earl Slick. And uh, on his way out the door, we, I was thinking a lot that night, like, what do you offer him? What do you pay the guy? I mean, man, you know, he's nice enough to come down and work for hours and uh, empty his uh, contraband on the table. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and he uh, he he walked on his way out. He says, all right, can I guys in? And uh, as he walked out, there's a coat rack and he picked up my leopard coat and put it on and walked out the door. So, that's, uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of stories and, over the years and uh, a lot of stuff that's kind of fun for me to, to tell, you know, and, and get behind behind the music and and you know talk about why these songs were written and and how they were recorded and all of that so it, it's great it's been a, it's been a, a cool trip well you'll have to join us i mean we're, we're gonna have you play two days on stage at on the shell stage at sema you have to sit down with us for a while and share some of the stories that you won't have time during your your musical set and share some of those with the crowd while we just sit there and hang out on stage together you you down for some good times absolutely yeah every- can't wait for it, it was like november 2nd and 3rd i think right that's right November 2nd and 3rd and if you guys are planning to attend SEMA this is a don't miss opportunity to check out the Stray Cat Lee Rocker you're going to be performing from 2.30 to 3.30 on Wednesday and Thursday the most epic days I mean those, those days are the ones of the, the biggest days really of SEMA primetime slots that's right yep. excellent ladies and gentlemen the Stray Cat Lee Rocker coming to SEMA coming to hang out with Skidmark show the shell stage at the Pennzoil Pioneering Performance Experience thank you for joining us we can't wait to see you in a few weeks buddy we're going to have a great time and we're we're literally going to rock this town. Yes, we are. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. We're going to rock Vegas. That actually makes two-thirds of the band Stray Cats having been guests on Skidmark Show right there with Lee Rocker. I know. We're right. almost...
Oh, we've almost got the whole trifecta. I know. So we're doing pretty good. And uh, he's going to be playing live with us on stage at SEMA. Not what? one day, but two. Two days. And for those of you who don't know what SEMA is, it actually stands for the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association. Which is code for really cool in the Super Bowl of Automotive awesomeness. The Super Bowl of Automotive. I like that. The Do Super you? Bowl of Automotive. They should have changed, called it that. The SOA. Not SEMA. Yeah, so, but if you think about Super the Sobola. Super Bowl of Automotive awesomeness. Yes. And we, Skidmark Show, have our own stage. Yes, we do. We're like the halftime show. The so halftime. it's almost like we're at the Super Bowl performing at the halftime. Think yeah. about that for a second. I actually think that we're the whole game because that's we're the only place you're going to want to be. We honestly. are. Yeah. I mean, between the reveals, mm -hmm. between the bands, between us, between the free swag. Lee Rocker's not the only musician, artist we're going to have on our stage. We're going to fill it full of music. That's correct. And we're kicking it off on Halloween Tuesday, the beginning of SEMA, with... The Garage Boys featuring Aaron Hagar, brother. That's so cool, because Aaron's a friend of ours. We've had him sing. We had him sing on the show. We made him do it. You made him do it. I make him sing every time I see him. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And Even if I run into him in the restroom, I make him sing. Awkward. It might be. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to get Brian Duffy on, which is actually the lead singer of The Garage Boys, Sweet. to talk about what we're going to do at SEMA. It's Skidmark Show, and joining us on the phone is Brian Duffy with a band called the Garage Boys. Now, I am not familiar with your stuff. Jeff was telling me about it. Brian, who are the Garage Boys? Garage Boys, we're based out of Las Vegas, and we tour all over Nevada and whoever else is uh, hiring us all oh. over the country. Okay, before we go any further, is it yeah. officially Nevada or Nevada? Uh, I'm going to well, because I'm an East Coast guy, yeah? I'm going to say Nevada. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like the way you handled so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so you're you're uh, based out of Vegas. Uh, obviously, you've been. Have you been to SEMA before? We haven't. This is going to be our first time, so we're pretty excited, especially to jam with Aaron, who's a good buddy of ours. So yeah, we're real excited about having you guys kick off Tuesday. We're gonna uh, Tuesday is so packed. Yeah. I mean, our schedule is so packed on that live stage that this is going to be a breath of fresh air to have <laughs> these guys come up and nail it because we've got two reveals that day. <gasps> really? Yeah, we've got a super secret reveal, uh -huh. and then after they come on and do their thing get everybody wound up we have a after party reveal awesome and there we just have a horn if we do yes yeah he's actually yeah, in a garage i love it that's that's my that's my neighbor <laughs> she says she says she's sorry it's okay i'm actually doing a podcast interview <laughs> Awesome. Tell her to come on out to the SEMA and join you on stage. We'll have a party with yeah. everybody. Yeah, you need, awesome. you, you're you welcome to invite whoever because, believe me, we're going to blow this thing up majorly. But we're super excited to have oh. you guys on. What I'd like for you to do is tell us about the history of the band, how you guys all met, got together. Uh, we've been checking out your music, man, and it's sick. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, we, um, I can't, I, I moved here from Canada in 2007 and sort of just fell butt backwards into this band, uh, the Garage Boys, that an agency was putting together. And uh, we since, uh, went on our own and started to self-manage um and then and then about four years into the band a lot of our fans were saying why don't you guys start writing your own stuff you know and and, and it just that occurred to me yeah why aren't we so we uh we put out a, a little independent cd and it went over pretty well and then we decided to put some more a bigger effort into the second one and and uh, we've been promoting it since so we like to uh we like to play it pretty much every show we do whether it's a cover show or or original show we just play the originals regardless and no Nobody 
notices the difference? No. I, you know, we prefer originals. I just want you to so know because I was talking to Aaron and I know Aaron's going to do some of his father's covers and that's cool. Right. You know, because... I, I do like making copies of my butt on a copy machine, but I prefer original music. So. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would prefer that you well, don't use my copy machine. Oh, I didn't know you okay. had yeah. one. All right. <laughs> So who, yeah, who, Aaron's Aaron's got a couple of really cool cool numbers that he's going to do from his dad's old catalog. So I, I won't say what they are. You just have to come out and see it. And uh, we're we're promoting. We have a second album we call Sergeant Peckers. So we're uh, <laughs> going to be <laughs> we doing everything from that album. See, I told you uh, this is a you're going to love these guys from right there. Just, I already do. You, yeah. I knew you would, man. And wait till you wait to hear their music. I want you to go watch their videos. Their videos are intense. Well, see, now you've got me wondering because uh, I w- I interviewed everybody in Steel panther recently um and if you've got an album like sergeant peckers out there obviously i think you you know about steel panther and their style of music are you similar to that where a lot of it's a little tongue-in-cheek a little bit fun or are you guys straight ahead rock and roll what's the, what's the story a lot a lot of it is tongue-in-cheek and incidentally we just opened up for those guys last uh, two weeks ago it was awesome great time um but uh, some of some of our songs are absolutely uh, tongue-in-cheek and some of the songs sound tongue-in-cheek but they're a little little more um in, i guess introspective they're a little bit more serious but uh i'd say most of it is just fun i mean we're not we're not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything like that we're just, we're just kind of a fun band and we try to we try to emulate uh what we do on stage with our own music but so, you also don't seem like you're stuck in any group you know there's bands no. out there that you listen to one track and you listen to the 10th track and it all sounds the same right it could be great music but it, you know you can definitely say oh i know that band but when i was following their stuff and, and i was looking at it I was, and i had to actually go back and go is this the same guys yeah because this track is completely different than this track and i like yeah that. we're bipolar awesome <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're completely we're completely bipolar the uh and that's that's intentional because we're not we're not signed to any label we're, we're, we're independent and we thought well why would we try to niche ourselves we like acdc and we like radiohead uh, you know and so on and so on why won't we just try to write stuff that we just think sounds great and that that pays tribute to everything we like so there's a lot of classic rock influences a lot of reggae influences, um, a lot of country influences in it. So who cares? You know, it's all it's all good to us. Basically, you're out to have a good time and maybe meet some chicks is what you're saying? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, the rest of the band members, I know you mentioned you're from Canada. Where are they all from? Our, our keyboardist, bass player, uh, producer, Aaron, he's born and raised in Las Vegas. Our uh, our drummer is, is an Okie. He's from uh, North Dallas area. So he's a southern boy, an amazing singer, great drummer. And our, our other guitar player is is a Canadian boy as well. So we're oh. Can-Am. All right. Now, you're from the east coast of Canada. And where was he from? He's from Winnipeg. So he's from smack dab in the center. And I'm from uh, the Toronto area. So I'm, I'd say, middle east, center east of uh, Canada. Totally can't oh, hear the accent at all, eh? <laughs> really? <laughs> not, a, not one bit. No, not at wait, all. Uh, wait, till I start, wait, wait till I start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Molson's? Well, you know, and the yeah. good part about that, he just brought up a good point, right? there when he mentioned drinking yeah you know we're doing a happy hour again right there at the shell booth you mentioned that that we're gonna so we're gonna have some live rocks and bands hopefully some girls stop by and hang out with us uh we're gonna have some reveals and now some beverages too it sounds like a party do i have to keep my pants on yes you do man it's a corporate party (laughs) all right fine
<laughs> Just so everybody that's listening to this, this is our prequel to SEMA, guys. We are days out from yeah. the big deal. And this, the Garage Boys with Aaron Hagar, yes. um, will be on the stage October 31st. So if you haven't planned anything for Halloween, yeah. you don't want to miss this. Because we've got it bigger and better this <laughs> year. The Shell stage is going to be full of so much action, live music, and other excitement that... It's going to be the party. Most people won't even want to go inside. And just so you guys are aware yeah. that Halloween is October 31st. Party. <laughs> and Seriously, it, Halloween in Vegas. And these guys, we're going to let them out early, though, so that they can go trick-or-treating or whatever, because they're going to perform for us from 2.30 to 3.30. Okay, and then after that, Brian, you got to promise that you guys are going to take us around to all the fun spots off the strip in Vegas for Halloween, because I've been there uh, second year in a row on Halloween now, and I, I want to see uh, the freaky stuff, the behind-the-scenes Vegas freaky stuff the freaky stuff even when it's not Halloween in Vegas. Right, but I want oh, yeah. to see it but the, uh, the off the strip. I just think stuff. there's more that come out right. because it's Halloween and That's they can I just want. say it's Halloween. That's what I want. <laughs> well, come on down. Come on downtown and hang out. All right, it's you'll, a party. Like it. Well, and yeah, also yeah. we're going to get these guys up on stage right after too for an interview. We're going to talk They're about They're going to hang out on the couches? They are, man. Hey, can we call them the casting couches? Or would we that can. be inappropriate? Well, they probably Well, hmm. do we care? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. We are Skidmark show. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. That's right. So we'll have the garage boys join us on the casting couch. All right, just so that we well, I like you guys and all the, you know. <laughs> There's a limit. Well, we've got our yeah. own chairs, so we won't be on the couch with you. Okay. <laughs> joining us on the shell stage, the garage boys, Brian Duffy. Thanks for joining us today and come hang out with us all week in Vegas. It's going to be exciting, but they're going to be presented by Skidmark Show. Yes. We're going to have the garage boys with Aaron Hagar, guys. Check it out, October 31st. You better be there early because it's standing room only, baby. We're not selling tickets to this. I'm not, bad I'm boy. not setting up a bunch of chairs well no we're not setting up any chairs there's no assigned seating so just come you know be the first one there i guarantee you we're going to draw a crowd with these guys all right i'm ready for it thank you for joining us brian have a great one thanks guys looking forward we'll see you then so we've revealed that we are going to have, for the first time ever, musicians, live bands playing on stage with us, the Shell Stage at the P- Pennzoil Pioneering Performance Experience. Those aren't the only reveals happening, though. No, I mean, what would SEMA be without Carus? Exactly. And the that's lady that's all about, about to join baby. us knows all about that. That's right. Pam Rosen from Shell. I love that ring, and I want you guys that are listening to know that's a real ring. That's legit. Hello. Is this Pam Rosen? It is Pam Rosen. The one and only? <laughs> Hello, Pam. How are it's you guys doing? Great. It's Ethan D. and Jeff from Skidmark Show. And we're so happy to have you on the phone because we have questions, and you are the woman with all the answers. She is. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for SEMA? Everybody is in the big SEMA crunch right now. It's uh, so close to it. And obviously, you're probably busier than most people around because you uh, you know all the stuff that's going on, and it's going to be epic this year. So are you ready for this? Are you excited? You have no idea. It's I've been talking about this since April. And so seeing this come down to the wire now, I cannot tell you how much I can't wait to see this all come to life. It's going to be amazing. See, uh, just right there. Yeah. All right. I mean, talking about this from April and then, I mean, are you going to take a week off after SEMA, Pam? Uh, let's make, I'm thinking of December. December would be nice. The whole month? <laughs> the whole month. <laughs> yeah, the month. <laughs> I like the way you think. 
So come on, give us a sneak peek for all of our listeners. This is our pre-SEMA show. show yes. I like to call it the prequel yeah. to SEMA. And uh, we want to give them some insight on what we can tell them that's going to be exciting news coming from the Shell Pioneering Performance Experience. That's right. Oh, from our experience. Well, you know, one of the biggest draws in our space is always our unveils. And this year, we're really coming out strong with three of them in our space. So uh, your listeners and everybody there with us are going to need to really get ready to shred uh, because we're going to be joining Ken Block so, for some really cool video screenings. Wow. And we're going to see what his new wheels are going to be. He's going to bring some new wheels for us. So we're pretty excited about that. So oh, when you man. say shred, you mean get ready to shred some rubber. That's right. Well, he well, is yeah. a tire shredder. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right. Okay, so wow. I mean, we're going to kick right off with, I mean, you talk about leading with the... Yeah. You know, when is the Ken Block reveal? So for the people going to SEMA, we need to set some times that they need to make sure they are at the Shell Pioneering Performance uh, Experience. What Do you know what time uh, Ken Block unveil is going to be? Well, I'm glad you asked. So it will be on October 31st, so Halloween, one of the best days of the year. Yes. At 12.30 p.m. We'll kick off at 12.30, so come join us. Good part about Halloween being at SEMA is no matter what we wear, yeah. we'll be okay. I think I'm going to go as a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the nice thing about, you know, because people can go up to you and if they if there's something funky about your outfit and it's Halloween at SEMA, you can go, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah. Not just I don't know how to dress myself properly. Right. <laughs> well, this is, but, but the funny thing about this is this is just the start of yeah. what we're talking about. We're going to kick it off with Kim. Okay. So what's after Kim Block? What's next? Well, next we're going to exercise some demons. So uh, it is Halloween. We'll pay homage to that. We'll have some lighter demon horns. We're all going to bring our demon on. It'll be good. And we'll have some special guests on stage with us for that. So we'll have uh, Dodge SRT CEO Tim Kaniskas, along with the famed precision driver Reese Millen, and the number one driving school in the world, Bondurant Racing School, come together to just announce something super exciting for everybody who's really wanted to put some rubber down someplace. Nice. That's, I know. I'm really excited about that. I'm already ready to sign up, Pam. Yeah. Where do we sign up for this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're invited, right? I'm mean, assuming we'll be there. Well, you're totally invited. In fact, I'm really hoping you're going to be a mad scientist for me that evening as as we uh, demonstrate some cool mixology with a signature cocktail on the stage. Of course we are. Absolutely. I'm always down for a good time. You know it. So yeah. that's going to go on. At what exact time should people start to... Um... This is an after-hours adventure, I believe. Believe, isn't it? Yes. It, it is. It is. Yeah. I mentioned cocktails. So it is the early witching hour of cocktail hour that starts at 5.40 p.m. Okay. Nice. So as most regular people might be leaving SEMA for the day, we're saying, no, stop by the Pennzoil Pioneering Performance Experience for our after hours party with Dodge as we exercise some demons and have a cocktail party. How, how cool is that? Right I know. There? On Halloween. Yeah. I'm already feeling electric and I don't know if that's because there's a bad ground in the microphone or if it's just uh, in the air, but I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm really excited about wearing the horns. I don't know about you. I like but, horns. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they're like the little stick-on. Do we get one or? of those little tail, devil tails with the the arrow point on the end? I don't Can know. I bring one. You could bring your okay, own. Okay, bring my own. All you right. know what? You should just actually dress up like a uh, a demon. Red spandex. That that would work. <laughs> All right, I'm good with it. I I'll have to think about it. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, if, if that's not enough excitement for you, that's just Tuesday. Guys. Okay. We just, There's we more? Just, oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Wait, What's wait. next? Let's talk about Wednesday. What's happening on Wednesday? So Wednesday, we're going to do our next big thing, and we're going to defy some gravity with a Venom F5. Well, okay, wait. No, Hennessy is bringing back the Venom. I mean, everybody knows if you know anything about cars. You know John Hennessy and the Hennessy Venom, the record-breaking car that went over 270. And the F5 is being released? That's right. We're, we're going to defy some gravity with that F5. And we're really aiming to see how this puppy is going to tear up the pavement. So looking at setting some new world records and really pushing pioneering performance, pioneering performance with cutting edge technology, greater power levels and improved aerodynamics. So this ultralight vehicle is going to defy gravity in the best possible way. So basically for that event on Wednesday, uh, people need to get here early for all these events. I'm going to recommend that because I think what we're going to do is it's going to draw such a crowd. Right. Not just when we're on stage, but when this all this other stuff's going on, you're going to want to get there early. You really are. You've got live music all day. You've got these amazing unveils that she did. These are things you will never, ever, ever see anywhere else except at SEMA on the Pioneering Performance Experience. That's right. Holy cow. I'm- yeah. Well, it's, I mean, and, and now we're we're totally mixing it up yeah. and, and not a pun on words because we're going to have a mixology deal. Sweet. But with the demon. So we're going to have the after hour party. <laughs> yes. On Tuesday, which on Halloween, that's great. Yeah. Right. And then we're going to come back Wednesday and knock it home with Hennessy. And, that's awesome. And, and the reveal of a new super. It doesn't get yeah, any better awesome. than that, right? So how many people it, it, in their lives get to say they've been to the reveal of a supercar? Very few. True. I get to be lucky enough that I just went to the reveal of two. Right. The so this will be my Chiron. third one in one year. Right. But the, the regular Joe can go to the SEMA one because the other ones were kind of VIP, right? They were. We're make, we're going to make VIPs out of all the regular Joes exactly. go to SEMA. That's awesome. That's what I'm saying. For all of our listeners out there that you're going to be at SEMA, these are things that you're not going to want to miss. I guarantee you. Plus, you're not going to want to miss all the swag that yeah. we give out. Free I mean, swag, that's what I I love that. I am. It's. A, I'm like Santa Claus at SEMA time. I just want to give everything away. You do. You, you've got bags full of stuff. Well, last we year out. we gave away our chairs. Yes, we Remember did. at the end, we we're like, hey, we don't really want to take these home with us. So uh, if you would like our stools, um, well, let's go ahead. And uh, and the guy was so pumped. Remember that? He walked down. And he, he was so happy. And, and I told him. I said, carry it all the way back. I know. But I told him, I said, you get tired of carrying it. You can sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this year, you know, because of Skidmark Show going, we're going to be giving away twice as many guitars as we did last year. Yeah. And the helmets and all signed by all the celebrities. And it's going to be a place you're not going to want to miss. Absolutely. If, and, in fact, if you go to SEMA, you may not even want to go inside. Just hang out outside with us. You're probably going to want to, yeah, especially so. with the whole Ken Block thing kicking off. We're yeah. going to have Ken Block's car. I don't even know what it is yet. I mean, that's how secret this thing is. Yeah. I haven't even been told what it is. So you're going to be revealed. I'm going to be revealed awesome. myself. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to unveil be it, revealed. Jeff. All right. So Pam, on the media side of this, I mean, this thing's going to blow up so fast and furious. Um, is there any insight we can give to the diehard fans of Ken Block or John Hennessy or even the Reese Millen fans. Did there, is there going to be a line? Are they going to be doing autographs? Is there anything else we can tease out? Yeah, you know, they are. Uh, they are going to be doing autographs. Ken is actually going to be doing autographs um, on the 31st oh. during our time with him. So that's going to be really different. And Reese, of course, we love Reese. He's spending a lot of time with us, so he'll be available at regular autograph area. And same thing with John. They, they are so generous with their time. And we love the fact that they come and join us for these autograph sessions. But but we will do a special one with Ken um, on Tuesday on Halloween within his program. Oh, cool! I'm gonna I'm gonna get somebody to stand in line for him. you. Are <laughs> no. don't you want one? Well, yeah. I don't but think I'll stand, I'll stand in. Are we busy? I think we're kind of busy. We, we, we got to be doing a show. We're probably gonna be doing a show. Oh, we'll but have some, all right. We can probably we get some be 
yeah. line fillers for us. Line fillers. You, you yeah, could right. put like you could put it like a pocket protector and just have that sharpie ready to go and just you know bear the chest. It'll don't, be great. Don't we have cardboard cutouts of us by now? <laughs> from, oh, Pam, I don't think we want to be bearing my chest on the live stage. Um, <laughs> it's it's not that year. It hadn't been that year for me. Thank um, you for joining us on the show, Pam. So excited for SEMA this year uh, over Halloween. In case you didn't know, it's going to be in Vegas. Yes, it is. And and the SEMA crunch is upon us, man. Yeah, we it's are time jamming. To go yes, Pam, we, we know you're busy. We'll let you go because I'm sure you're crunched as much as the rest of us. Anything else that you want to like make sure people know on the way to SEMA this year? Yeah, I do. One more thing. You guys mentioned you gave away your chairs off the stage this year. This year, they can come to our space and have a chance to win some of the coolest prizes ever. And the best prize is a trip to Barrett-Jackson uh, in January with a $50,000 auction credit. No Just imagine. Way. That's a free car. That's right. Yeah. Automatically at least That's one. That's a free car. That's possibly two free cars. It's possibly two if you're really thrifty and you know what if you're If you know how buying. to do the auction, you could. that could be two free cars. It is. Holy cow. That is way cool. Yeah. I think we're excluded from that. Man. All right. <laughs> yes. well, wow. I was pretty bummed. That's Thanks for awesome. getting my hopes up. <laughs> that is so cool. Boy, That I mean, right there. That's yeah. going to just bring people in left and right. Thank you for joining us, Pam. Always good to talk to you. Can't wait to see you in Vegas at SEMA this year. Thank you, Pam. Yeah, Take care. Wait. So, Ethan, I got this plan. A plan? Yeah. For what? Um, well, it's kind of a crazy plan. I like crazy plans. But we're going to get our next guest on to discuss my plan. You, okay. Yes. Crazy okay. plans. About, uh, let's go. Hopefully, we can get him on my way of thinking. On into your crazy plan? Yes, exactly. How do we get your crazy plan going? Well, we just dial up Optima Gym. All right. All right, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to get Jim McLevin on the phone. We're going to talk about McLovin? something. McLevin. 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 Okay. Jim McLevin. Or Optima Jim. That should give you a hint of things to come. You would think it does, but it doesn't. Optima Jim? Optima Jim. I, I mean, think, I would think that would give you a good hint. Is the Optimus Prime's lesser known cousin? <laughs> Host Mike Bay. Oh, thank goodness, because some of those. Chef Boardy. Thank goodness. Yeah. All right, we're going to dial up Jim right now. Okay. We're actually legitimately doing this for those of you in uh, podcast land. Optima Batteries. This is Jim. Is this Optima Jim? This is. Optima Jim. This is Jim. Jeff Allen, Ethan D, and you're on Skidmark Show. Hey, how you doing? We're doing well. We wanted to pick your brain today, sir. Pick away. I'm just uh, uploading photos onto the Tumblr. Oh, I, what kind of photos should we ask, or is that a private? Uh, it, could, I, it, it could be a personal question. Right, maybe, yeah. just, no, actually, I'm, I'm like the only guy that doesn't post porn all over Tumblr. Um, <laughs> this is true. I've been there. <laughs> it was it was a bunch of photos of Lance Clifford's Jeep, the guy that found a pirate 4x4 down in Baja, Mexico with the BF Goodrich truck. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Well, hey, just so you guys know, what we're talking about in this next segment here with Optima Gym is the Optima Ultimate Streetcar Invitation. And the reason I wanted to get him on the phone, Ethan, and I didn't want to tell you anything about it to yeah. start with, is because we've actually dove into this deal a little deeper than I've ever done before. And I want to give Jim just a little background on, uh, you know, what what my imp impression was of this. Because going to SEMA, I don't know if you guys know or if you follow the Optima Ultimate Streetcar Invitational, I have. And these guys are really, I mean, they're in streetcars, but these drivers are really good. We know okay. a couple of these guys and they're, they're spot on. I mean, they're hardcore racers. I mean, these guys could really go pro. So we're Wouldn't you agree a, with that, Jim? A race. Some of them really, really should be. Yeah, it's. But, you know, when you look at the pro level of a lot of racing series now, it's people who can afford to go do it. It's not necessarily the very best drivers all the time. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is we're going to go into uh, how this thing started with Jim, get all the backstory on it. But I want to tell you, first off, I have always admired the Golden Ticket. Oh, right? It's yeah. like the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Yeah. So what they do at SEMA and is they give out Golden Ticket 
tickets to cars that they you know deem worthy to compete in this competition and actually go do it right after SEMA. Oh, cool. So there's SEMA cars that they think are, you know. And then they go take them and, and put them in a street race? Ex- well, they, they put them through the courses and I'll let him go into that for a minute, but I want to tell you the funny story about this. So, you know, for the last two years, I've been bringing cars to SEMA yes. with the, for the Shell Pioneer Performance, right? Yeah. And so every year I keep thinking, hey, I'm going to come out to my windshield and find a golden ticket. <laughs> You've been hoping. <laughs> I've been hoping. And this year I actually looked into it and I found out you have to submit. Oh, to so get a golden ticket. You so, don't have to. Oh, you don't? Us. Oh, okay. No. All right. Well, there's words, thousands of vehicles at SEMA. It's helpful if people submit, but we, you know, we. The hard thing is you go to SEMA and a car is parked there. You know, like it might be out in front of Central Hall. There's no number on it. There's nobody standing around it. You don't know how to get a hold of anybody because there's no contact information. I end up starting to hit people up on Instagram because they're they've got their Instagram handle on their back window or something. <laughs> So, because you didn't raise your hand in class, the teacher hasn't called on you yet. Well, now he just he just made me feel really bad because <laughs> neither one of my cars either year he thought was worthy enough, enough. <laughs> yeah, to track me down. But that's okay, Jim. So, <laughs> so <laughs> let's get back to now that now that we've got my backstory on right. it, uh, and uh, you know exactly where this is going, guys, in the story with the '63 Falcon build because that's exactly how I found out about this, and I was like, so, you know what? I am going to submit the Falcon. Yes, exactly. Oh. So that's how we got a hold of Jim. Okay. I've been going through the rules because it's quite interesting versus different racing. You know, you set up a car for different things. Yes. But the way you go through their things and like down to losing points if you don't have a dome light. A dome light? Yes. So you're, you're street car, street car, like 100%. Yeah. Like not stock car like NASCAR is all BS, not stock anymore. Right. You're talking, oh, wow. It's a street car. So okay. anyway, Jim, go ahead and tell us how this whole thing started with Optima and uh, bring us all full circle back to the golden ticket, if you wouldn't. Sure. So my boss, Cam Douglas, um, has been going to SEMA forever. I mean, a long time. And he's seen it evolve and progress over the years but he's always looked at these cars at the show and wondered you know are they just rollers or could these cars actually be driven out of the show and enjoyed over the weekend and so he and uh, Jimmy Day from FM3 Performance Marketing who actually runs our SEMA rig at the show uh, decided that they'd run a track they rented uh, Spring Mountain Motorsports Park the first year in 2008 and invited a bunch of cars from SEMA and said come on out to the track and, and prove that you don't just have a pretty show car at SEMA that you can actually drive it on the track and, and they talked uh, maybe 30 cars or so into doing it and most of them weren't running by the end of the weekend but everybody loved it and had a great time and they knew right away they were onto something and so they they did it again and they kind of instead of surprising everybody they announced that we're going to do the other the, the ultimate street car invitational again this year and we're going to invite more cars and so um, it's just kind of snowballed from there to the point where in 2014 we had so many people that wanted to get in on it uh, we started a qualifying series that airs every weekend on MAV TV Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, and we have seven events this year that go all over the country. And it's basically the same format that happens at the Optimal Ultimate Street Car Invitational, but we just do it at different racetracks. We're going to be at Road America in a couple of weeks. We just ran at Auto Club Speedway and New Jersey Motorsports Park and uh, National Corvette Museum racetracks. So all over the country we do this. And uh, we still invite cars from the SEMA show, but it's it's such a huge show. It's hard for us to see everybody and hard for us to track everybody down. We try, um, but it's not always a perfect system. So if, if you go to the uh, OU 
OUSCI Facebook page, which is basically facebook.com slash OUSCI, you'll see on there the link to our application. And, and basically all it is is who you are, how we get a hold of you at the show, and what does your vehicle look like, and where can we find it? And uh, we've already gotten submissions from like a, a 1963 Rambler wagon, a 6-gen Camaro, a Hyundai Elantra. So there's a little bit of everything out there. Uh, older C10 pickup, you know, it, it just kind of runs the gamut. It, as long as it's street legal and has 200 treadwear tires uh, and is is driven by basically the builder or the owner or somebody that relate related to the, the owner, uh, it's good to go. We don't allow any professional race car drivers in this because we do want to try to make it as much about the cars as we can. And, and we try to keep it focused on street cars. So um, people can come out and run with race cars with license plates that are technically street legal, but uh, the Lingenfelter Design and Engineering Challenge kind of really defines what we think is a street car. And, and it starts with like a full interior and a functional horn and headlights and wipers and a radio and air conditioning and all kinds of stuff. You didn't rip your seats out and things like that. So we really try to establish what a street car is. And if, if you have a race car that you're competing in, in our series, that's technically street legal, it's probably not going to be competitive because we're, we're just not looking for that. We're looking for the ultimate street car that does great on a racetrack. And then you can have fun on the weekend. If you just want to go for a cruise. Do you ever have people that you uh, approach and say, Hey, we want you to join it. And they, uh, theirs is more of just a, a trailer queen. And they're like, no, there's no way in hell I'd ever race my car all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's it, in in a way it's kind of proven what my boss thought about a lot of the cars at SEMA. But in another way, we found a lot of cars at SEMA, especially now that people are familiar with the event, that have been built just to do this. And there's a lot of great cars on display at SEMA that are ready to go. And there's but there's still a lot of cars that like the hoses aren't even hooked up, and <laughs> they can't even start the engine. They pushed it into the show, so it it, it kind of weeds that out and it really gives us an idea of who's really built the cars to to drive them instead of just look at them. All right, so. Getting back to that, so when you go around, is there like a, a panel of judges that go car to car through SEMA, the ones that submit? Or how, how does that work? I mean, is there? A, a, it's obviously got to be a grading scale to get a golden ticket. It, it's not really a grading scale. It, you know, they kind of, there, there's judges that go out and, and we give them a list based on people who have contacted us throughout the year. And uh, based on, we, we send scouts out during load-in at the, the uh, staging lots. And, and once cars get placed at the show and they make notes of which cars you know kind of fit the bill we first thing they do is they look at the tires because sometimes it's so hard to get fitment on certain wheels at the last minute if you need 200 treadwear tires and somebody shows up and they've got you know 140 or 100 so we we, we kind of cut to the chase and look first at the tires and if the tires are good and it's you know what we're looking for a full interior street car uh, then we try to figure out how to track down the owner and make a note of it and give it to the, the guys that select the golden ticket uh, nominees and, and let them go from there well that's one thing that, that the reason I actually originally reached out to you was because of the tires because you can't show up to run this series with a race compound tire and, no definitely not right and in my thing and that's why i reached out to you and you put me in in touch with the other gym yeah that ended in a, an eye <laughs> yeah yep. so you okay, put well, me in touch with him and the reason you did was because the you know for example for me um i'm partnered with nitto right and nitto wanted the nto ones on my car on display at sema but we're gonna have nto5 
was on standby in so case I get race. a golden ticket. Yeah, because <laughs> that was the whole thing. And that's what I, that's, you know, you brought up a really good point there because I was like, and maybe that's why Penzilla didn't get picked for the last two years because I was running NTO ones. Well, for who, for those for of us who aren't like uh, super knowledgeable about tires, um, what's the difference between the 200 and, and. Well, the 200 is a tread wear. Right. That's what he's talking about there. The, um, but there's also rules in there about race compound. Even though the NTO one is a DOT approved tire that you can drive on the street, it's still a race compound tire. So for me, aesthetically, it is the most aggressive track tire and it looks great. And for a lot of the events that we're going to do with the Falcon, like we did with the GTR, it's a perfect tire for them. Yeah. But for this event, it's not. So, uh, wait, so it would disqualify. Correct. And that was one of my problems because I was like, wait a minute, I don't want to submit for a golden ticket, right? Yeah. And then they cancel me out because of tires. Uh. Because, you know, SEMA, SEMA is all about display and it's all yeah. about getting your sponsors branding. It's about and the get, looks. It is. It's all about the looks. Right. So the NTO one <laughs> with the raised white Nitto letters will be on display on the Falcon the whole time it's sitting there. Uh -huh. But if I get a golden ticket, we're going to swap switch. them out. Yes. We're going okay, so to switch to NTO allowed. fives. Is, is that allowed though? Yes. That's what I was told. Okay. Was told oh them, yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. they said what they'll do is they'll go to the owner the driver and say, do you have, can you fix tires? these gotcha. by gotcha. Friday? <laughs> by Friday. <laughs> well, and, they, and we've had people like jacking their car up while it's on display, swapping out the tires. We, uh, and, and the vehicles have to be on display all week. That's part of the rules. And sometimes it's just been a mad scramble. They're calling tire shops all over Henderson and Las Vegas and talking somebody into staying open late on Friday night so they can swap out the tires. And so we, you know, if, if it's a really cool car that, you know, it's like, oh, if there's any way we can make this happen, we try to do that. Like we found a, a twin turbo 427 uh, all wheel drive cyclone a couple of years ago. And that guy jumped through hoops to get 200 treadwear tires on his car. But, but usually what we try to do is, is keep it simple and, and easy for those folks and just try to find somebody who's got those tires on already. Don't uh, don't these people know that there's a whole, from what I understand, a whole haul of wheels and tires at SEMA? You just go talk to those guys. <laughs> there's this you know what? all over. Being there and having product there are, are a lot of times two totally different things. True, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you really, if you're going to do this and you're going to submit for it, you need to really go through the rules because, like he said, they're looking for street cars. Yeah. So for us, we're, you know, we, we took everything out of a 2014 Mustang and we transferred it into a 63 Ford Falcon. We were always going to put the original interior out of the Mustang into it. So we've actually got more options in a 63 Falcon than it ever came out of <laughs> the production <laughs> with. In fact, this was a no, non-AC car. And you have to, that's one of the things that uh, in their challenge, you have to prove that you this vehicle, AC. well, if it came with AC, it needs to have AC. Gotcha. But if it was an AC delete, you just need to prove it. So even though you're putting yeah. a new uh, Mustang interior into an old Falcon, the original Falcon didn't come with AC. Correct. So you don't have to have AC. Correct. Okay, okay. I see. Correct. And we've got a guy, Kevin Tully, runs a 63 Plymouth Valiant Signet that never came with AC, so he's fine. Yeah. But would you mind as well turn the AC on uh, while you're racing? <laughs> well, I mean, actually, it would be a little cooler, wouldn't it? It would be a lot cooler. Now, it might slow you down a touch. What What is interesting um, to me about this event is not just the racing aspect of it, but um, you, you got into it. You were talking about a little bit earlier there, Jim, with the aesthetics, and uh, there's, there's a judging platform for that. Yeah, so how, what are all the points levels you got? Because you're talking about um, points. You'll deduct points for not having, say, a dome light or original interior stuff. How does the point structure work? How do people win? Okay, so there's five different segments in the OUSCI. There's the uh, Lucas Oil Road Rally, where we actually make them get out and drive on public roads. And in Vegas, that usually means driving down the strip. And almost every year, uh, we lose a car because it overheated or a clutch broke or something like that. Uh, so that's worth 100 points. Um, we also have the Ligon 
Michigan Felter Design Engineering Challenge, which is the design engineering portion where you, you lose or gain all those points, and, and there's 100 possible points available there. Then we have three time segments. Each one of those is also worth 100. So on the design and engineering side of it, um, we, we purposely set it up. Uh, there's a raw score, and then it's transferred over to your 100-point scale. On your raw score, 60 points are available objectively. You either have it or you don't, and that includes the headlights. It doesn't have to be a dome light, but if your car came with an interior light of some kind, it needs that interior light. Um, and you lose points for various things, like it's four points if you don't have a functional horn, because a lot of people who start turning streetcars into race cars take out their, their stock steering wheel and put in a pop-off racing wheel that doesn't have a horn anymore. And, and, you know, technically, if we're driving these things on the street, you should be able to sound your horn in the case of emergency. So uh, that's a big one. Um, and the interior, the carpeting, the headliner, uh, things like that are big because people yank those out of cars because they just they don't see the purpose when they're racing them and all they do is add weight to their car. So uh, some of those things are, are more costly in terms of losing points than like a burned out taillight because I, I drive a 92 Chevy pickup truck that probably has a burned out taillight once a year and it's, you know, it's a legit street vehicle, but it just, you know, it's old and that stuff happens sometimes. So we don't want to penalize somebody too heavily, but generally we want everybody's stuff to work on their cars. And then uh, we have a, a three judge panel that comes in and they evaluate subjectively on 10 different parts of the car, uh, the wheels and tires and the suspension, exhaust, the intake, paint, the bodywork, the interior, the trunk, uh, car audio, all those different types of things. And then they, they put a score in there and, and you could get a maximum of 40 points on that. Nobody ever really does because nobody gets perfect tens all across the board. Uh, so really the objective part of whether you have it or not counts for usually more than two thirds of your score in design engineering. So uh, it's really a, a heavy focus on defining what we think is a streetcar and making sure that all those components are present and functioning in the car when, when they're competing in our events. Now, are we going to be able to pick out the, the scouts and the judges that are walking around looking for the golden ticket by <laughs> any gonna, chance? Are you to bribe them? <laughs> You, you can try. <laughs> you give them some Pennzoil hats. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, well, I'm just saying, you know, if I, it, it, it would be interesting to know who these judges are. Well, yeah, it would yeah. be. They're, I, they're easy to spot because they're either seven tall like me or they're wearing Optima shirts. And we never are subtle about our Optima SEMA shirts. So. Uh, there is, and, and if they're not one of the people that's scouting or, or trying to pick out who the golden ticket cars are, they know who they are because we only give the SEMA shirts to the people that are with us. So, so we'll trade trademark shirts for your Optima shirts then. Jim, I do want to say one thing that I think is unfair is, you know, like me knowing that I'm going to enter for the golden ticket. You know, obviously, I'm going to have an Optima battery in my car. Yeah. But for all yep. of you guys that have ever gone to SEMA, once you pull in to the lot, Optima's there willing to trade out your battery. Oh, so you can get one right on the spot. Yeah. So then I'm like, hey, wait a minute. All these other people that weren't loyal to start with. Right. <laughs> maybe getting my golden ticket. Because, look, I was going to make sure my Optima battery was front and center. Everybody's going to see it. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, how many golden tickets do you give out? Is it a limited number or can... Because uh, Maybe you can get one anyway. We uh, we typically don't give out more than 15 or 20. And then uh, from that group, we usually never invite more than 10. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's a selection process from the ticket giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is just, you know, sometimes we run into those folks whose cars are really cool that we'd really like to have, but we have no idea how to get a hold of them because the cars never has people around it when we show up. So we just put a golden ticket on there. And if they show up at the press conference and then their name is called and they show up, then they're in. If they their name is called and they don't show up, then we move on to the next one. 
and we usually stop at 10. Okay. I gotcha. So um, you have to be present at the press conference. Well, they're going to be able to get oh, yeah. you. Well, yeah. no, but I mean, that's yeah. that's important to know if you're thinking it about it. says on the golden it. ticket, you know, you need to show up at this press conference on Thursday afternoon okay. in order to accept this. Well, let's um let's put together a, a little bag of swag <laughs> with uh, Pennzoil and Skidmark stuff. And in case you see an Optimus shirt walking around, go, hey, you, would you like some free stuff? Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to take a look at this Falcon over here. I think it would make a hey, great free, golden ticket recipient. Free swag by the Falcon yes. for anybody in an Optimus shirt. And, and, you know, part of part of the reason we started the qualifying series is because we would have folks who, for whatever reason, you know, their, their placement at SEMA was never where we ended up walking around. We wanted to give them an opportunity because they clearly had a car that was SEMA-worthy that um, wanted to be in our competition. And, and so we started the qualifying series and said, you know, if we missed you at SEMA this year, come on out. You know, like we run at Las Vegas Motor Speedway in the spring. We just ran at Auto Club Speedway last month. We do West Coast events. We do Midwest events. We're up at Pikes Peak. We're, we're in New Jersey. Motorsports Park will be at Road America in a couple of weeks, so we're all over the country. It's it's never going to be too far of a drive for anybody to get to at least one of the events, so they'll have an opportunity throughout the year if, if we can't see them at the show. Alright, so give us one more time the website. People can go look up any of the rules and instructions and, and how to get a leg up uh, with, with you guys. DriveOptima.com That'll send you to our qualifying series site, and it's an easy website name to remember, and the rules are on there, and the points and, and the locations and all that stuff, and, and then on Facebook, you can look up OUSCI uh, or Optima Invitational. It'll probably send you in our direction. All right. Now, Jim, uh, Optima Jim, please do me a favor and please note that there will be a 63 Ford Falcon (laughs) (laughs) at SEMA. Booth number is 60006005. It's the big yellow booth. It's the big yellow booth out front. You can't miss it. And that Falcon, even though it will be uh, sporting a new set of NTO1s, we will definitely have the right tires on standby. Okay. If you put a little decal in the window that says i have 200 treadwork tires ready to go and then those guys will know for sure but we honestly on the facebook page there's a link up right now to the online submission form for anybody who wants to um, submit their car that is going to be at the show and and that really helps us organize things ahead of time so we can get those guys out and, and finding the cars that really want to be in the event that are going to be at sema i think what i'm going to do uh jim is i'm just going to build an eight foot stanchion <laughs> <laughs> That'll work too. Yes, definitely. It says I have a working dome light. My horn works. <laughs> I have carpet. Look at all the things that are supposed to be in this car yes. that are in this car. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to scare people away. Like, oh, I'm not going to do it because my my reverse lights don't work. It's like you you'll get dinged a little bit, but it's not the end of the world. And it's a great event, and it's fantastic exposure. You're going to be on national TV. All the major car magazines go out there and cover this thing, and and it's just it's got a phenomenal presence that just goes on and on for forever so um even if your car is not 100 percent perfect if, if it's pretty close to it and you think it can hold up for a weekend with us at las vegas motor speedway you know stick your toe in the water and find out i've already stuck my whole foot in <laughs> <laughs> or do a cannonball whatever yeah exactly yeah i don't like to go too much deeper than the waist because it gets that coldness <laughs> optima jim thank you for joining us on Skidmark show and we're going to be seeing you very soon in sema my friend fantastic i look forward to seeing you guys thank you very much after this, it's all SEMA all day, all night long. Party on! That's right, guys. Happy trails. We'll see you in Las Vegas. Yes, we will. Come join us at the Pioneering Performance Experience. And Skidmark show. Live stage, baby. And it's Shell. See you at SEMA. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Download Skidmark show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, CastBox, SkidmarkShow.com. Happy trails to yes. you.
Facebook, Instagram, and until we meet again. And Jeff's happy trails. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling until then. Powered by Pizza.